preponderance of the songs are about girls, cars, losing girls, getting girls, cars. But the whole, uh, it was had a very East Coast, if you will, theme about it. You know, Jersey, New York, and all that. It was a song about everything I knew in life through his voice and his words, but I knew exactly what he was saying. And, I, and it, that really hasn't changed in all the years. To a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and talking me today is one of my favorite kind of guests. Um, my guest today is Daniel. He's going to introduce himself in just a minute, but he um, sent me an email to setlessingbruce at gmail.com and kind of just was sharing some of his Springsteen memories. And I, I said, hey, do you want to join me on the show? And he said, sure. So I love it when someone comes to me. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, well, as I told you, uh, I'm retired. I'm 68 years old. Uh, worked in accounting for many years, uh, a local grocery chain, uh, King Supers, part of Kroger for uh, about 10 or 12 years, and then uh, finished my degree in college and started doing accounting. And the last uh, 11, 12 years, I've worked, uh, luckily, with uh, several architectural firms in the Denver metro area. And uh, it was always a good career. Uh, but I got tired, and uh, they... The last company got bought out from me two times in a row, and I kind of took it as a hint that <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, my time was coming at an end, so I might as well get out. And, uh, lucky I have two wonderful children who live with me, and uh, life's pretty damn good. Very nice. Do you still live in the Denver area? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Where'd you grow up in? Where'd you grow up um, from? Basically, Virginia. My father was in the service uh, in the Army. And uh, we stayed there uh, when he was in the Pentagon. And then, he, uh, of course, uh, back in the 60s, had the uh, Vietnam uh, era. And he was overseas there for a lot. Um, and I came out here when I was 24 uh, in Colorado. And uh, I've never looked back. It's a beautiful state. It, it really is. Um, I have a little bit of altitude sickness. So Denver uh -huh. is about as high as I can go. Um, my my wife and I have friends that own a a cabin up in um, Estes Park, Winter Park, that area. And uh, oh know, yeah, we've gone <laughs> two or three times. And by Tuesday or Wednesday, I am just sick as a beast. So um, oh. I told my wife, I said, you can go from now on. And uh, I'll stay home, uh, though um, it is absolutely beautiful. There were um, – it just 
the air is so clean and it's so beautiful there. So I can imagine that would be a great place to live. So very I, I cool. Spent a little time, yeah. yeah. I spent a little time up in Texas. It's it's a lovely little city. It really is. Yeah. So um, talk about growing up in Virginia. What kind of music was your family very musical? Did they um, did they listen to a lot of music? What did you listen to as a kid? Um, well, my family, uh, when, when my parents were together, they used to have a lot of parties, uh, Keeley Smith, uh, stuff like that, uh, Belafonte, um, lovely music. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I always enjoyed it. Uh, when I got old enough to discern the Beatles and Elvis and um, the bands, they start to who, you know, were coming around and stuff like that. Um I just loved mostly anything rock and roll. Uh, sure. Uh, loud uh, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs and golly, you know, you're going back to the 60s and that's a long time ago. But if it was loud and, and mostly the English bands, I think, were my favorites. Uh, the Stones, uh, the Beatles, uh, I can't remember others. But yeah, anything loud and fun was was good. Yeah, you're um, a few years old than I am. I just turned 60 in June, so, um, okay. you know, I grew up with that. My family were very, growing up in Louisiana, uh, country music was a big player. So, you know, I grew up uh-huh. with a lot of uh, Merle Haggard and uh, Hank Williams and, and Johnny oh, Cash, yeah. and so that's interesting. So as you started high school, so the the British invasion was a big influence on you. Yeah, uh, right at the end, I, I really got into a Grand Funk Railroad. Yes. Um, and the first, the first two concerts I saw at RFK Stadium uh, was Grand Funk each time, and that that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, Mark Farner with his hair and yeah, uh, all of their albums. It was it was a good time. I in high school, I was young, like a freshman. Um, loved American Band. Um, the first time I didn't know Locomotion was a remake. I just thought it was this cool song they were doing. Um, and, you know, then later, you know, we found out um, that yeah. they are, yes, a wonderful band that uh, was a lot of fun. Um, I still play. Uh, we're American band. Every once in a while, will show up on my iPod. <laughs> you know, I just love that song. Um, uh-huh. That's cool. So, um, Daniel, how did you discover Bruce? Actually, uh, it was funny. I was thinking that today. Um, if you remember the soundtrack to Woodstock, um, uh, Richie Havens had a song, um, uh, Handsome Johnny, and he went off in the song to A Bunch of Wars. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the line, uh, handsome Johnny with an M1 in his hand, and da da da. And a guy brought in a a tape, and and it started off with this incident in 57th Street. And I thought it sounded like, at least initially, like the handsome Johnny song. So I said, "Who is that?" The guy says, "Bruce Springsteen." I says, "Well, who is he?" He goes, "Some guy who's got two albums out." And uh, I just wrote his name down and drove. To the uh, Corvette was like a thing, like uh, oh golly, Kmart kind of thing, and yeah, they had sure. records back then, and uh, they they had both albums, 
Uh, they said they hadn't sold but one or two, and I took one of each and went home. And uh, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and played them uh, over and over and over and over. And she says, about 9 o'clock, would you turn that off? we got to go to bed. we got to work for tomorrow. And I said, this guy is really great. I couldn't believe it. Um, so from there, uh, I was hooked. We would go to, uh, like, the Shakey's Pizza and meet some friends. And the only song on the radio that I remember in D.C. was occasionally they would put Born to Run on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you could really hear the difference between the first two albums and the third uh, just by that song. Um, yeah. And I thought, we, we got to go see him. And uh, luckily, I don't know how much after that, he went to the Carter Baron Amphitheater. And um, we got tickets, and we were lucky to go. Um, and it, it was it was an amazing show. <laughs> it was uh, it was everything I could have asked for and more. Um, it uh, just to see him live, young and, and just uh, a, a consummate musician. I, I didn't know the backstory that he, you know high school on. That's all he had done all his life, literally. Yeah, but. Uh, he knew how to put on a rock and roll show. Yeah, and um, you talked about that a little bit in your email, um, you know, saying that you were just uh, going, oh, my goodness, um, you know, such a, you know, a, a I, I hate to be overly dramatic, but in a lot of ways, a um, a life-changing experience when you heard him, right? You were like, this is something oh, oh. amazing. Yeah, I, I thought, man, I hope this guy plays for years and years and years because between the first two records and just the Born to Run and the band with Clarence, you know, and uh, it was just a huge show, uh, even for the uh, amphitheater. And I thought, man, I'll follow this guy uh, right on down the road um, and uh, never look backwards. Do you – can you – can you explain why it spoke to you the way it did? Wow. Well, the preponderance of the songs are about girls, cars, losing girls, getting girls, cars. But the whole, uh, it was had a very East Coast, if you will, theme about it. You know, Jersey, New York, and all that. It was a song about everything I knew in life through his voice and his words, but I knew exactly what he was saying. And I, and it, that really hasn't changed in all the years. At least for me on the East Coast and him, um, it, it felt like he knew stories that weren't mine. But what his songs evolved, I, I knew what he was doing. I knew the, the love of fast cars, uh, drive-ins, um, the way he looked at life, mm-hmm. um, it just, he, 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 he knows me, he has no idea who I am, but he knows what I've gone through in various parts of my life. Uh, and I, I just thought, God, please, please stay around, man, because it doesn't get much better than you. You know, it's and, a, uh, it's a funny story. Um, I had a, um, a, a year or so ago, I had a dad on the phone 
and he had written, he and his wife had written a book called um, Juniper, the girl who was born too soon. And it was all about oh. their premature daughter and how, oh, wow. and how um, he, 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 he read Harry Potter to her and they played Bruce Springsteen and Bob Seger to her just over and over and over again. And, um, and the reason I found them is, um, you know, a few years ago when Bruce was doing the book signings, um, they, um, his wife wrote a blog that said, this is what I would have told Bruce if I'd had time. And she tells the story about how his music helped them to, um, you know, help their daughter get better. And so they asked Juniper, were you sad you didn't get to talk to Bruce? You know, because I don't know if you went to a book signing, but you got maybe five seconds with him, you know, uh, because they were were moving along. And and Juniper said something, and the reason I'm telling the story is she said, no – he knows me. He wrote me all those yeah. songs. <laughs> Couldn't it, put it better myself. Yeah, right? It's like, um, yeah. and and I think that is, um, you know, I think that's as a good a explanation as I've ever heard on why um, when, when I hear Land of Hope and Dreams, you know, that's uh-huh. it, it. That's you know, that's what I want to say to people. I want to say, in fact, um, when my son was having a rough time as a freshman in college, you know, one of the songs I played him was, you know, Land of Hope and Dreams. And, you know, and I said, sure. faith will not be thwarted. You know, you you can leave behind all your sorrows. Let this be your last, you know. And yeah. and yeah. and it just speaks to us in a way that um that that most songs don't. I think you know. Um, so I, I I totally agree with that. Um, so you talked about seeing him live. Tell me about um the experience. How how did you get there? You know, when was this? You said the name of the club. What was going on? Um, well, it was July of 74, 74, 75, sorry. Yeah. And um, it was a good, good evening. Um, I don't think if there was a warm-up band, I wasn't paying any attention anyway. I just wanted to see Bruce. Yeah. Um, and he came out, and I remember it funny because I told the girl what a rock and roller he was. And he came out jeans like a, a a tank top sparkly and he had on his black leather jacket and he started out with incident in 57th street and it's very slow and he throws his jacket down on the stage spanish johnny drogan and a couple of minutes into it she goes are you sure he plays rock and roll <laughs> and i, just, I give, love give that a, give him a song or two yeah. Just, just wait a minute or two. And um, he, he went on, uh, oh, gosh, 
40 something minutes. I, I don't remember. It was, it was a good, good chunk of the show. And he goes up and goes, stop. And he goes, okay, the band, we warmed up. We're going to go back and get a Pepsi. Then we're going to come out and start the show. And I'm looking at her and she's like, what the hell is he talking about? And um, they went backstage, came out, and they started up again as if nothing had happened. And um, one of the weird things, and if anybody, you can come edit this all you need to, uh, has bootlegs, you can hear a song. He, he leaves the stage because there was something wrong with his guitar. Mm-hmm. And they were gone for 10 or 12 minutes. And Clarence and Steve and the rest of the band would pick up a theme and they'd all play a little, uh, you know, solo part on it and then bring it back together and uh, flip it, flip it and flop it over. It's just wonderful music, but you're like, that's not on any of his albums. Yeah. And finally, Springsteen comes back with, uh, uh, they fixed his or gave him another guitar and started playing again. And uh, you just, you get that feeling. Um, there's an old magazine called Crawdaddy. Yeah. Uh, and I have I have uh, several issues with the Springsteen stories. And the best one is the guy says, well, you're hearing one out about 20 minutes ago. Your hands are so tired from clapping, you can't stand it. Your legs ache and you got the shitty grin on your face because the band's going into something else for the third third concord. Yeah, and I thought that, that that man knew exactly what a good Springsteen show feels like. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, I'd never it heard is. it put better. Yeah, um, you know, I remember. I think it was uh, one of the shows he did, where he said, "You know, I want you to go home. I want you to go with your back hurting and your hands hurting and your, you know, your feet hurting." <laughs> You know, and, and throat, yeah. yeah, because um, you've you know you've seen the band, and and it's true. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, interesting. You may be. Uh, this is a, a good one. A good Springsteen story. Please. Um, he was here, and that wasn't '78, so it had to be in the early '80s. And he played Red Rocks. We have Red Rocks uh, Amphitheater here. Sure. What a beautiful... Um, I've yeah. never attended a show there. It looks absolutely beautiful, though. It, it's gorgeous. It really is. It's a wonderful sight. Um, they were playing... Which is the story? Oh, I know. Uh, it was summer. And it was, I believe, June. And we were up there, and it had been wonderful until he started to play. Mm-hmm. And it started to lightly rain, and it kept raining, and he kept playing, and it rained harder, and nobody's moving because you waited in the sunshine to the rain, and now you're yeah. soaking wet, so you're here for the show. And they played a good hour, hour plus, and then finally Bruce says, won't stop. He says, okay, we don't know what you want to do, but here's, we talked about it, here's what we think. If you guys want to play on, we'll play the rest of the show. Or if you want, we'll stop now, hang on to your tickets. We'll come back and do another show. And in pure Bruce fashion, goes, no, we're not just going to play the second half of this one. You're going to get a whole concert, you know. Yeah. So we're going to be we're going to do a see who who yells the loudest, the ones that want to leave now, or the ones that want to stay. So he said, who wants to go home? 
maybe a third, maybe a little more, you know. I don't blame them, but I'm so wet, it doesn't matter. Sure. Because, okay, who wants us to play? The whole place goes crazy. They're screaming and yelling. And he goes, okay, roll them, boys. And, and they, they pounded right through it. That, and, oh, I've never heard that story, but I love well, that. that. If I can find a way, if you ever sent me uh, something with your mail, I'll see if I can make a copy of the newspaper I saved called the, uh, what was it? Rocky Mountain, it's Rocky Mountain News. Yeah. And it said on the review, Red Rocks holds approximately 10,000 fans. I guarantee you in 10 years, there'll be 100,000 people who swore they were at the concert that Bruce, Bruce played in the rain. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like when, um, you know, someone, a pitcher pitches a perfect game, you know, all of a sudden now then, you know, uh, 500,000 will say, oh, I was at that game. Um, so yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So one of the things I always say, Daniel, is the amount of times you've seen them is not a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are, because where you live, um, your age, you know, how much money, you know, your disposable income, you know, can affect that. But just for the record, how many times have you seen him perform? 23 or 24, I, I honestly don't remember okay. um, which one is correct. Uh, I've only missed two tours. Uh, one, because I just didn't have enough money. Yeah. And the other, uh, I was going to uh, go over to uh, Omaha because uh, his management and the management of the thing here in Denver, I guess there was static, and mm -hmm. he would skip Denver every couple of tours and i thought um I'll, I'll, I'll get a ticket i'll drive over i'll drive there it's about uh, eight or nine hours get a motel room you know go yeah. out and watch the show come back go to sleep drive back and i kept thinking all day that saturday something i gotta do something i gotta do right around noon it hit me springsteen tickets oh god and even the cheap seats were, you know, $150. And I thought, yeah. sorry, Bruce, <laughs> love you to death. Um, I was so afraid about four years, four years? Yeah, somewhere. Uh, they announced shows in uh, Omaha and uh, Arizona. And uh, Omaha was sold out, but I could get a ticket in for the Arizona show. Mm -hmm. So I... Uh, Paid for the ticket. They sent it to me and uh, uh, got a, a flight out that morning, flew there, got there enough time for a lunch, walk around a little bit, eat dinner, go to the show. Great show. Uh, got home or went back to the room, fell asleep, woke up, flew, uh, drove to the airport, flew back home. First time I ever flew for him. But, uh, yeah, because you, you really hate to miss a show. Uh so I, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Daniel, because and, – and I've shared this before in the podcast. When i living in Dallas, he doesn't always come here, and um, uh -huh. I had no concept at first with the idea of flying to another city just to see a show. Like 
Yeah. Uh, and like on the Magic Tour, no, on the Working on a Dream Tour, he played in Houston, not in Dallas. So, you know, okay. Dallas to Houston, three and a half hour drive, no big deal. Exactly what you said. Jumped in the car, me and my buddy Sam, my wife Linda, we drove down to Houston. We, uh, no, that was just Sam and I. We went to see him, and then, you know, we got up in the morning and drove home. Um, yeah. A few years later, during the, uh, you know, the high hopes, he he played uh-huh. the free show in Dallas, but then he was going to have a Houston show. Same thing, Sam, Lynn, and I all jumped in the car, drove down. But one of the first times was um, I drove to Nashville, and, you know, Dallas to Nashville, you know, not, you know, 11, 10, 11 hour drive and, um, yeah. and maybe eight or nine. And so, you know, and now then, you know, if he's going to tour in 2020, which we hope he is, you know, I'm looking yeah. to see, okay, which shows can I get to? Because uh-huh. I don't know if he's going to come to Dallas or not, but I want to go to as many as I can. I, I'm like you. You said that when you saw that first show, you said, okay, I want to hear this guy anytime I get a chance to hear him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just a month. Yeah. Van Zant was here um, about a month ago uh, with the um, Disciples of Soul. Yeah. And he had said there that um, – um, Springsteen was writing for the band. Yes, and he he, he didn't say it, but he kind of winked, nudged, and said, "Twenty two thousand twenty will be a good year." Uh, just just so you guys know, just not saying anything, but keep it yeah. in mind. So uh, yeah, he's going to tour in twenty twenty. Yeah, for uh, uh, for Steve Van Zant anyway. Yeah, um, I'm sure that was a great show. Little Steven. Oh, he played for. He played for almost three hours. That's uh, amazing. I, I was stunned. I've so, seen, that's the third yeah. time I've seen him. Yeah, I, I saw, saw him the first few times. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say the same oh, thing. Uh, so go ahead, finish. Uh, uh, the first two times he toured, it, we had a. At one time, it was a. What was it? It was a nightclub or something. Anyway, they, it, it died, and they uh, made it a little uh, musical, like a theater. And uh, it, might, it might have held, you know, 200, 250 or something. Uh, and it was perfect for him. I mean, it was a great stage. And that was when the, when the first album was out. When the second one came out, he toured and came back again. And one of the local stations um, uh, taped it. And they, they played it every, every so often, one of the uh, smaller PBS stations. Uh, but this is the first time I've seen him with the, with the revised um Disciples of Soul, the horn section, and the girls, and uh, it's a whale of a show. Um, if, if you're uh, the audience, uh, well, he's, he stopped touring between the flu, and I think they're getting ready to practice for 2020. But uh, it, I've never seen him play that long, but it was almost like a Springsteen concert. Yeah. Uh, the lady says, He's been playing for over two hours. <laughs> I said, he's used to it. Trust me. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, what's what's really funny is um, I, he, I agree. I was like you. I went and saw him on the um, – with the, you know, Disciples of Soul, you know, and he played here in Dallas. And 
uh, Linda and I went. Linda's my wife, and we had a great time. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just he he was wonderful. And so um, he was supposed to play here in Arlington last week, but we were one of the first where he had to cancel because of his health. Um, and now, yes. you know, and so, and, um, you know, a few people were kind of grumpy about it. I was like, why do you know this guy? They say there are basketball players that are gym rats. They just adore uh-huh. playing basketball. This guy is a performance rat. You know that Steven and Bruce, almost anyone in the band, if they have a chance to play, they want to play. And so oh, if sure. he if he's if the doctors are telling him he shouldn't perform, you know, they are not spring chickens. And as a sixty year old guy, I feel their pain. And Bruce just hitting seventy, you know, I, I need them to take care of themselves because we want a lot of more years and a lot more music from these guys. So Oh, oh God, yeah. The, I don't know if I put it in the letter, the quote that he had said, and I'll I'll won't get it verbatim, but the That's says, okay. he wants uh, wants to have a conversation with his audiences. And he says, uh, I hope they stay with me the rest of their lives. And uh, I, 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 <laughs> I was reading it, and I talked to the magazine and said, I'll be there as long as I can still see and hear. So uh, yes. you, you got one anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that kind and, of, yeah. yeah, because, Daniel, um, you know, one of the things that I loved when Jon Stewart was leaving The Daily Show, he talked about that. He said that. Um, Bruce Springsteen talks about that his performance is a conversation with his audience, yes. and he hopes exactly. that continue. And I and I do think it is. And um, I'm really excited about seeing Western Stars, the film. I, I think it's. Oh, yeah. um, I love the album, and I think that him performing it live with the orchestra and everything is going to be amazing. So yeah, yeah that 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 was such a change. I I I had heard that the Tucson's train, and uh, I hadn't heard much else until it became available. And I, of course, rushed out and got it as quick as possible, and started listening. And I thought I listened to it the whole time. Wow, it, this is like when he did Nebraska, you know, and you put it on and go, what the heck? Yeah, it was that much a dramatic change from everything else. And, and um, I, I'm it, glad you mentioned that. Stunning. Yeah. Uh, did you end up liking it? That was Nebraska? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Western Stars. Western Stars. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, they, I, I listened to a, a podcast, uh, two guys, uh, about 20 minutes or so, and they were, they, were, they were bringing up similarities that I didn't uh, hear. Mm-hmm. And then they finally explained because they were going back to other albums and they were picking up the theme. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I agree with you, but uh, it it doesn't um, change how I feel about the album. Um, it just it uh, the the one I love the most is, is the the Western Stars song, yeah. and then the Motel song at the end. Uh, 
Yeah. And somebody wrote said that's about California, the motel song, the, the state of the state and the pool with the weeds and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I thought, yeah, I, I, I can get that. But it's it's same kind of people, but a different story with them. And it's very, um, it captures you, uh, for me anyway, uh, with the characters and the lines, and you kind of uh, listen to them, and uh, it, it's it's real different. And uh, I hope the concert has that, and then they, they can throw in Born to Run and a couple of hundred others, and that'd be just yeah. fine. You know what? Um, what... I'm right there with you, Daniel. One of the things that I I had a guy on the podcast, and he said that he Western Stars reminded him of Nebraska, and he said the reason why is they were both albums of stories, and um, and I I I get why that. I feel like um. I really love the TV series Justified and Elmore Leonard, and it feels it could be a collection of short stories written by Elmore Leonard, Western Stars, right, or Louis Lamar or something. It 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 really Mm -hmm. is something special. Um, Yeah, it really is. So, besides Western Stars, do you have um, other? Albums that, or songs that mean a lot to you? Um, or Born to Run, Instant 57th Street, because that's that's when I heard him, and um, I've always stayed with that one. Yeah, I really like the ones. Um, oh golly, I can't think of the names of any of them now. That's okay. Um, uh, Born in the USA was, was really big for me. Yeah. Um, the ones with uh, the loved one, uh, he released two um, uh, simultaneously. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and those those actually became my my all time favorites to go to. And then Tunnel of Love, uh, I think those two Tunnel of Love, Born to Run and USA, uh, were always my favorites of all of them. That um, they they the. The range, the stories, the the women, uh, him. Um, you know, he didn't spare himself in some of the songs either. Yeah, and, no, he didn't. Uh, um, and I thought it's okay. It's okay to be a man, you'll, and you'll never be perfect, but you can still be a good man. Yeah, um, you know that's great because a lot of people are not fans of Human Touch and Lucky Town. Um, but you know, uh, better days is one of my favorite songs and tunnel of love is an album. I also have a lot of affection for, I I think, um, it, I think it's an album that grows with you as you grow older, you understand the songs and the stories, the perception of him telling. And when you, you know, he was very hard on himself in his autobiography about how he he failed the marriage. 
you know, with yeah. uh, Julianne Phillips, that, you know, he just yeah. couldn't understand why someone so beautiful would want to be with him. And, you know, he's had a lot of therapy and work. Uh, so, Daniel, um, when they tour next year, Crossing Our Fingers, mm-hmm. are there songs yes. that you haven't heard that you hope you can hear uh, when they perform live? Is there any songs you'd really have uh, liked to see? Uh, uh, well, definitely Western Stars uh, and the Motel song. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as it keeps kicking into Born to Run Anywhere, it's, it's just fine by me to uh, listen to it and count that down. Um, it, uh, it, it, <laughs> it takes 30 or 40 years off your, your bones for a little bit. Um, so, Daniel, I'm going to interrupt you there, in. and then I'll want to get right sure. back to it. But um, one of my best friends is named Sam. We talked about he and I driving to Houston to see. And he always mm-hmm. says, why do we have to have Born to Run? You know, get rid of no. Born to Run and play <laughs> one of the rarities. You know, play a song you never play. And I said, first sure. off, Sam, Born to Run is fun. Two, understand that every show is someone's first show. This is the first oh, time gosh. they've gone to see Bruce Springsteen. And think how disappointed oh. you would be if you go see Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band and they don't do Born to Run. And he's like, well. But it's true. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you. I smile when those lights go up and he counts it down. I go crazy each time. I yes. and your I think your description of the years fall away is true. You're back to whatever age you were. You know, I was yeah. seventeen or eighteen the first time I heard it, and I'm screaming, born to run in the car with the windows down. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a funny, funny little time travel. It is a funny um, little time travel. But um, when you, uh, at least from my perspective, uh, time, um, I still remember the first concert better than most of the others, just because, I, like I told her, we'll we'll never see him with this few people for this cheap of money. And this close ever again. Remember this night. And I don't. I think she thought I was just talking. Which yeah. I did a lot of. But uh, she she never argued with me about it again. And we uh, the other oh one of them I missed a concert at Red Rocks and I put an ad in the paper. Uh, need two Springsteen tickets. We'll pay cash. Mm-hmm. And I got some. High school kids, is this against the law? Are you a cop? Uh, yes, it's against the law. No, I'm not a cop. I bring cash. And they'd hang up. Anyway, yeah. one guy said, yeah, I got two extra. I said, what do you want for him? He said, uh, 50 bucks. I said, okay. We went and uh, we agreed to meet at a bar. He said, me and my girl, I went down to the bank. Mm-hmm. And I took out 100 And I thought, I'm going to take out another $100. Because I got a feeling he's going to jack me on the price. Right. And we went down to the bar and we sat there and talked for a few minutes. And, um, oh, you're thinking about a song. I'd love to hear Roulette. I haven't heard okay. that in so many years. Okay. Um, 
And we, we talked, and he says, well, you, know, you want to buy the tickets? I said, yes, I do. How many? I said, two. And he says, uh, we agreed on $50, didn't I? I said, yes, we did. And he goes, you'd pay more, won't you? Looked him right in the eye and said, yes, I will. And he looked at me like I had just said that fish can fly. And uh, he looked back at me, and he goes, really? I said, yes. And he goes, we agreed on 50 each, didn't we? I said, yes, we did. He goes, 50 each. I said, there you go, two fifties. Give me my tickets. <laughs> that, I love and, that story. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was really amazing. Cause I, I looked at Liz just before. I said, I'm bringing an extra 100 because I think he's going to jack us, and we want to go. You know, we, we didn't. That's the girl I saw him with the first time. So uh-huh. she's been my companion at every concert, uh, at least up to that time anyway. That's but the guy awesome. just did a double take and said, we agreed. And I said, yes, we did. Just 50 it is. I think your honesty surprised him. And he's like, you know, this guy is flat saying I can jack up. But, you know, a deal's a deal. The 100 bucks will be good. Oh, I love that story, Daniel. I love that. Oh, sure. I'll enjoy. I'll yeah. enjoy. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, any other Sherry stories you want to share? Oh, golly. Uh, I, I saw him um, single. Yeah, I missed the first one. I, had, I, had, I, had, I didn't have a job, and I had, was tempting, so I couldn't get off. But he played a, a theater, uh, Wells Fargo Theater in downtown Denver. Just him. And me and a, a guy were talking, and he says, well, before the show, what do you think? And I says, well, the last one I saw, and I, I thought I, I've seen Bruce in 75, da, 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 da. I said, but some of the shows now, are, it's just like Bruce Springsteen's Greatest Hits Live. There's not right. a conversation between the songs. There's not the stories. That in, the, in the first, you know, five to ten years, you got stories about everything, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, when we did the pink Cadillac with a chalkboard and Mesopotamia and Dan's car lot here in Harlem, wonderful shows. Yeah. And I said, it's just like it hits live. And he came out, played all the instruments himself. And uh, every song had a story, three minutes, five, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And after the show, he was much younger than me by at least 10 or 15 years. What did you think? And I said, he's talking to us again. He's telling us stories with the songs. To just hear them live, one after another, it's fun. And I, you're right, it's, it's somebody's first show. And he did right. cover it well, but I thought, you don't get the stories anymore. In the show's two-plus hours now, you know. Yeah, but, it, uh, that's true. It's, um, it's just when he did the devils and dust tour and that was the second Mm -hmm. time i'd ever seen him you're right it was just him with the guitar and the piano and he told a lot of stories um he told a few stories on the river reunion tour um but Uh what i've been told is that in western stars he talks a lot between songs so, oh, good. yeah, oh, I, good. you and I, 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 I will tell you, Daniel, when I'm in the theater, I'm going to smile and think of you when he's telling the stories. Because, <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, that's I'm that's like you. I, I, you know, I love hearing that the story and behind it. Um, yeah. 
this has been absolutely wonderful. I, I have loved talking to you. Um, oh, a couple of things you. before we wrap up. So, um, sure. Mary question. So, uh, Jay Armstrong is a honors English teacher that uh, teaches up in the East Coast, and he has his senior honors English class review Thunder Road every year, and they break down it like a poem. They compare it to The Road Less Traveled by Robert Frost. They talk about the imagery, the use of the words, and at the end of the lesson, he asks his students this question, does Mary get in the car? So, Daniel, (laughs) that is your question. Excuse me. What a wonderful question. Uh, I, you know, you got to say yes. I, I, uh, I don't know what, what, what women judge men by. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't want to know. But I, I would think she does, um, if nothing else, for the ride. But, yeah, I, I think she does. Very nice. Very good. Uh, any final thoughts for us, Daniel? Um, no, you've gotten my best. Uh, little stories that I can think of. Um, I've just been um, blessed, I think, to um, be able to see him. And, and I actually felt I was slow because prior to us seeing him in 73 and 74, he was playing Georgetown all the time, but I, I'd never heard of him. And uh, people were saying that the, the college students would go out after the show and invite him back to the dorm and they would say he was the first one to, to uh, hear you. He's the first one to buy the album, you know, all this, yeah. this minutia. But minutia for them, which was very important, and, and he would answer and talk back with them. I thought, damn, I wish I could have seen him then. But I tell you that the first show was the best for me and, and um, never been a bad one. Uh, some are better. But, you know, your, your mood, your mind, what's going on in your yeah. life That's... affects you too. But like I told friends of mine, it's one of the best times I've had in my life with all my clothes on is to be at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Absolutely. All all respect to Walt Disney um, World or Land, the happiest place on the earth, is a Bruce Springsteen concert. Um, I did need to bring this up to you. Um, I did not see him till 2002 for a lot of reasons. Oh. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw him at the Rising Tour, and... I think back that I was in high school, and I graduated high school in 1977, and I went to school in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which was only a three-hour drive from Houston, Texas. And I, you talk about all the times in 75, 76, even 73, 74, when they would go down to Houston and play those shows. And I want to go back to... 16 year old Jesse and say, I don't know how you're going to convince your mom, but get in that 63 Mercury meteor that you shared with your stepdad where gas was 35 cents a gallon, drive to Houston and talk your way into seeing that show. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I know that. I know the feeling, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Um, yeah, it is a good you, you one. Know, you know it. It is. Uh, well, um, you found him in 2002. I mean, you know. That's right. And um, um, I, my son was asking about it, and I said, do you know 
because he's a huge football fan. I said, you know how when your kicker misses the extra point or you go for two and you don't get it, you feel like you're chasing those points the rest of the game? I said, that's what it's yeah. like. No matter when you hear him, you feel like I, I could have heard him sooner. And so I'm chasing every concert I can now to try to catch up sure. to that. So it, it, it's, um, they do fade with years. Uh, there's a few I can remember very well, not another actually as well as the first one, just because yeah. I was just got struck. Of, oh my God, he's better than I thought he would be. <laughs> uh, and the sense of humor. Oh, ha. My dog is howling. Um, <laughs> so, what might help? You, you, I don't. I don't know if you've ever gone to mybosstime.com. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So it is m y b o s s t i m e dot com. Mybosstime.com. Right, hold, my. Let's hold it. Let me get something right on here. Okay. I'm struggling. No Beretta, I will get with you in a minute, honey. You are well fed. You don't need to go out. That's right. We're almost <laughs> finished, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. My no, no, boss? No. Yeah, mybosstime.com. M-Y. Oh, I got it. Okay. So yes. this yeah, is a free website that a guy named Elko uh, runs. It is free to sign uh-huh. up. Just register for it, and then he has every show from every tour. And if you go oh in God. and pick the shows you attended, he will. Yeah. It automatically rows up, and it tells you um, what what song you've heard the most, what song you've heard <laughs> the least. For example, oh my um, you know. Um, I have seen, um, I've seen 16 shows, and okay. um, so you know I was able to go in there. So um, you know my rare songs is um, I've heard um, all or nothing at all. He's only played it eight times live. I've heard it once. Uh, he did oh, the wow. ma- yeah the wall. He's only done it 12 times. I've heard it once. Um, so, And then it tells you, like, your songs. Like, I have heard The Rising every time I've gone to a show. You know? Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go play with that. Um, even if you oh, can't I... remember all of them. But if you go, and, and it, it's really easy. He's got it broke down by tours. So you can go, oh, yep, uh-huh. there was it. Oh, yeah, this was it. And then it automatically does all this together, and it tells you um, how many songs per album you've heard, your personal (laughs) premieres. It's it's hilarious. It it, it just – it will make you – you'll go, oh, yeah, that was it. I did hear that song. So, yeah. Yeah. Boy, people tell me I'm a Springsteen fanatic, and I got nothing on the people in this world. Let yeah, this <laughs> this is this is a labor of love for him. He is just he oh, does man. it for love. Um, you know, like the PBS station, every once in a while he'll say, "Hey, if anyone wants to kick a buck or two, we'll take it." 
um, but he just does oh, it out of love. And, uh, oh, and he has a collection on there of people who go to Jersey and do the, um, you know, at the Fifth Avenue and 10th Street, that f- sign. There is a sign uh-huh. in Jersey, and people take their picture there. So he has a collection of those. Yeah, yeah so Daniel, go check that out. Um, Daniel, I, I hope sure you had as, I hope you had as much fun as I did. Uh, well, this... I really did. I, I tell you, it brought back a lot of memories. And uh, anytime re- recollecting a Springsteen story, um, as my kid would say when uh, years earlier, oh, God, not Springsteen again. <laughs> oh, there are many. Uh, my son would have said the same thing. So absolutely. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for visiting with us. Listeners, if you want to join me and share your story, um, please do. We'd love to have you. For now, uh, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Sure. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.